the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. Hope that you're doing well. I wanted to take uh, and do a two-part series on marriage. Marriage is such a big part of our lives. And so this Monday and next Monday, I'm going to be taking a look at marriage, just sharing some thoughts, uh, sharing some stories from Amber and I's uh, marriage. Just want to Remind you that Crosswalk Colorado Springs is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays on 100.7 The Word from 5 uh, to 6. Sometimes we open it up for questions. Other times we do interviews. And uh, for this Monday and next Monday, I'm going to be sharing uh, my thoughts on marriage and hopefully uh, sharing God's Word on uh, marriage. So a little bit about Amber and I's uh, story. It's pretty cool. I want to just begin with how we met. So I moved out to Colorado Springs in February of 2000. I just finished Bible College and School of Ministry and served at a church in Idaho for a year and then moved here. Uh, God opened up a door for me to be the junior high youth pastor at uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary. Rented an apartment uh, here in the city, not far uh, from the church, and it was the first time that I had lived alone. Always growing up in my parents' house, and then also having roommates, and just rented an apartment and was doing youth ministry. And it was during this time that God really showed me my need to be married. But prior to that, I was like, oh, maybe someday I'll be married. I'd gone out to my best friend at the time's wedding in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was like, man, seems pretty cool uh, to be uh, married and was going home to my empty apartment, which was not very (laughs) glorified. I had an old recliner, you know, I had a license plate up on uh, the wall. The refrigerator was absolutely gross. And that was really the first time in my life I started to pray that God would bring me the woman that he wanted for me uh, to marry. And it wasn't too long after that, maybe three or four months after that, that my good friend Sean and Lisa Rafferty introduced me to Amber, who would become my wife. And I know this sounds crazy, but Lisa actually had a dream that Amber and I would get married. They had known Amber back from their time in Denver, Colorado, when they were doing youth ministry. And so... They called Amber out of the blue. Lisa called Amber out of the blue and said, hey, would you like to meet Eric? And Sean pitched it to me as well. And we actually went out on a blind date with uh, Sean and Lisa. And right away when I met Amber, I was really interested. I could tell she had a heart for the Lord. She's beautiful inside. 
and out. Also, she loved the outdoors, and I loved uh, the outdoors. So it wasn't fireworks uh, on that first date uh, for her, but for me, I was uh, really interested enough to find out her number and call her, and then her and I went out on a date, just the two of us, and the rest was history. We were met and married in eight months, so a lot quicker than we recommend here at the church, but it was definitely what God uh, had uh, for us. And God's been very gracious uh, to us in our marriage. Uh, In September, we'll celebrate 21 years of marriage, and God's blessed us with four amazing kids. Our our oldest is 18, almost 19, and then 16, 12, uh, and 10. And in no way do we have marriage figured out, and we're continuing to grow and learn, and God's been so gracious uh, to us. And so in today's program, I want to talk about just some of the the pitfalls in uh, marriage. And first, anytime that I talk about marriage, I want to begin with what is God's foundation for marriage? What's his design for marriage? Because this is so contested in the world that we live in uh, today. And we really have God's design from the first few chapters of Genesis. God creates Adam, goes through his creation. It's good. It's good. He comes to Adam and he says, it's not good for Adam to dwell alone. And God creates Eve out of Adam's side, out of his his rib. And Adam wakes up and he is introduced to Eve and blessed. He's like, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And their two are married. So first is marriage is God's idea. It's God's design. It's God's institution, male and female inside of the commitment of marriage. In those first few chapters of Genesis, God says that he created us male and female in his image. You would think that that would be obvious, that Adam is different than Eve, but God in his wisdom, infinite wisdom, knew that we would contest gender. So he says he's created us male and female. So marriage from God's design is male and female a man and a woman committed to each other for life. And inside of that commitment, sex is expressed, intimacy is expressed, and is awesome inside of God's design. So that's God's design for marriage. But then we come into pitfalls inside of marriage. So I'm just going to talk through several of these today, several uh, pitfalls that we can easily fall into. And the first is unforgiveness. Because this may be a surprise to some, but when two people get married, you've got two sinners that get married and we're going to sin against each other. So an easy thing that can happen is bitterness starts to get into the hearts of a spouse and many times both members of the marriage. Jesus told us that Moses permitted divorce because of hardness of heart and eventually Unforgiveness is going to lead to bitterness. So here's a really important verse when it comes to marriage and it comes to forgiveness is in Ephesians 4.32. It says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. And the key to forgiveness is knowing how much that God has forgiven us and why God forgives us. The reason the Father forgives us is because of what the son has done for us on the cross. So we're not forgiving anyone. We're not forgiving our spouse because they deserve it, but we're forgiving them because of what Jesus has done on the cross. The sin has been paid for on the cross. So let me ask you this. All of you that are listening that are married uh, today, 
Is there any unforgiveness in your heart in regards to your spouse? And some of you may be saying, well, you don't know my spouse. You, you don't know how difficult they are to live with or some of their sin or mistakes. And yet we are never at a place where we feel like forgiving. I've got to tell you, I never feel like a forgiving in my emotions when I've really been sinned against or hurt. Forgiveness is always a choice of obedience to respond to God's word and say, God has forgiven me and he's calling me to forgive others. So I'm choosing to uh, forgive others, not based on my emotions, but the truth of, of God's word. So make that choice today. As you're listening, as you're driving down the road, dropping kids off, catching a part of this program or on the podcast is choose to forgive your spouse because God has forgiven you and then begin to pray for them, especially in these areas that they have hurt you. And one of the amazing things that God does with prayer is he changes our hearts as we commit uh, to pray. So today we're talking about marriage. We're talking about the pitfalls of marriage and how easy it is to fall into a pattern of unforgiveness and bitterness. We have a treadmill of our mind and we can just start to play over and over and over again the way that they have sinned against us and instead play the blood of Jesus Christ. Allow the blood of Jesus Christ to trump that. And Ephesians 4.32, it says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus uh, forgave you. So why does God forgive us? He forgives us because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And we get to extend this forgiveness to our spouse. In my years of pastoral ministry, which is over 20 years now, I have really observed and seen how unforgiveness wreaks havoc in the midst of a marriage. The gospel promises fresh starts and new beginnings for us and also for our spouse. So the first pitfall that we can fall through in marriage is unforgiveness. Again, you're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs, local program for our city, for Colorado Springs in Southern Colorado. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Today we're talking about marriage. You'll want to stay with me, so hang in there, and we'll be right back after the break. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well today as you're driving down the road, that the Lord is is meeting you and you're, you're trusting Him and His faithfulness in your life. So, Today, I want to talk about just some of the challenges and pitfalls in um, marriage that can take place. And marriage is a huge uh, blessing. I know for me, I'm, I'm just a real proponent of marriage. I can't imagine uh, my life without, without Amber, without God bringing her into uh, my life. In September, we're going to celebrate 21 years of marriage. We are blessed to be able to uh, meet young and get married young. I was 23, Amber was 20, and God's blessed us with four uh, beautiful children. And marriage is really a a blessing uh, from the Lord. If we're not careful, we can fall into some pitfalls. Uh, What we talked about just before the break was we can fall into a place where we're allowing bitterness to creep in, unforgiveness uh, to come in. And we want to extend the forgiveness that God has so graciously given to us. 
But another pitfall that can come in uh, very easily is that we can place our spouse uh, before our relationship with God. And a good marriage really flows out of our relationship with Christ. Interestingly enough, when we have our eyes upon our spouse, that can really lead us to a lot of uh, disappointment. But when our eyes are upon the Lord, that's where true fulfillment is found. This may be a newsflash for you, but your spouse was never created to be Christ uh, in your life. There's only one Savior, and that is Jesus Christ. My brother puts it this way, is that God is the cake, and our spouse and blessings are the frosting. Now, if you mix that up, that wouldn't be very good. If there was more frosting instead of cake, it wouldn't be balanced. And so, Jesus alone is the bread of life. And when you put him first in your relationship with the Lord, then you can really enjoy uh, your spouse. But it's even possible to get to the place where our families become an idol to us. Interestingly enough uh, for me, in our first year of marriage, it went really well. We, we had a, a wonderful uh, first year of marriage and God was really gracious. In fact, God had given to me the desires of my heart. I always wanted to, to be married. I was wanted to be a youth pastor, always wanted to own a home. And the Lord blessed me with Amber, allowed me to be a youth pastor. And we were able to get an old home in the central part of the, of the city. This was way back 20 years ago. And here I was with all these desires of my heart. But what had happened is I had lost sight of my relationship with the Lord. And specifically, I wasn't spending time in uh, God's word. So about one year into marriage, we were at this giant youth retreat that we were hosting. It was up in Winter Park at Crooked Creek Ranch, and there was hundreds of kids there from a lot of churches, and God was doing great work. And I went to sleep in my bunk bed and, and felt extremely empty. And what had happened was I had tried to replace the Lord with my relationship with Amber. And I realized at that time, as wonderful as Amber is, I've got to put the, the Lord first. So that's a pitfall that I fell into. I think it's a pitfall that all of us can uh, fall into. So just want to remind you as you're, you're listening, your marriage is really only as good as your relationship with the Lord. So make sure that you're taking time to draw near to the Lord personally, read the word, pray, worship him. And that's really going to overflow into uh, your marriage. The next pitfall, so the first pitfall is bitterness. The second pitfall is, is putting our relationship with our spouse before the Lord. And the third pitfall is similar, and this really creeps into to marriage, is where we start to put our kids before uh, the marriage. And I think that this is, is well intending at first, but hear me out on this, is the two greatest things that we can give to our kids is first a healthy relationship with the Lord and then a healthy relationship with our, our spouse. Our kids are going to thrive as they see us thriving as husbands and wives. And so you want to make sure that you're having time with your spouse, that it's not all going to the kids and there's nothing left for uh, the spouse. So young couples, I mean, I would encourage you in this as hard as it is to, to leave your kids with a babysitter, find a good babysitter, do whatever you have trusted babysitter, but man, entrust those kids to that babysitter that you have vetted and go spend time together as a spouse. And really at all stages of marriage, continuing to invest in each other 
and it's easy for all of the passion, all of the conversation, all of the priorities to go towards uh, the kids, but that's a pitfall that we fall into where the kids are taking priority over the marriage. Let me press a little bit deeper in this, and this is a hard question to uh, wrestle with, but if you were to ask your spouse, hey, do you think that I have placed the marriage over the kids? What would our spouses say? And hopefully they would say, yeah, you have put uh, the marriage before the relationship uh, with the kids. Now, some of you might be saying, is this biblical? Does this really line up uh, with God's word? And the answer is yes, because God designed marriage and he told us in marriage that we're to, to leave our father and mother and to cleave to one another and be one flesh. That was God's instruction in Genesis. And what God is really showing there in the leaving and the cleaving is your spouse becomes your greatest human relationship. So we want to pour into our spouse even more so than our kids, even more so than our friends. And we need those good friendship. Men, you need men in your life. Women, you need women in your life. But even beyond that, we want to be in a place of saying, my greatest human relationship over my kids and my friends is my spouse. Today, we're looking at marriage, just the the gift of marriage, God's design for marriage, that he's designed marriage to be between a husband and a woman, a man and a wife for life. And I know that's controversial, but that's what God's word uh, declares. The first pitfall that we can fall into that's, that's easy to fall into is bitterness. Extend that forgiveness that God has so graciously given to you. Don't allow your heart to, to become hard. And then the second pitfall is where we would place our relationship with each other before our relationship with God. And God is first and foremost. He alone is the Alpha and the Omega. For those of you that are single, you might be thinking, once I meet that perfect person, Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, they're totally going to satisfy me. No, it'll be two sinners marrying each other and it will be wonderful, but there's only one who can satisfy you. There's only one Savior. There's only one who is perfect that provides the bread of life for our soul, and that's Jesus Christ. So, so put that relationship with Christ first. What does that look like? Spend time with him in prayer. Spend time with him in worship. Spend time with him in, in the word of God. I think each of us needs to cultivate a time alone in God's word where we're reading the word. I like to read through books of the Bible God gave us his word in 66 books, so read the Psalms, read uh, the Proverbs, but develop that uh, relationship with the Lord and allow it to foster. You may find yourself, as you're listening this afternoon, where you're really frustrated with your spouse. Get your eyes off your spouse, get your eyes on the Lord, and really pursue uh, that relationship with him. Third pitfall that we fall into Easily in marriage is we can start to place the kids, relationship with the kids, their needs, their wants, their desires over the relationship as husbands and wife, and there's really nothing left to invest in uh, the marriage. And so we want to be careful to prioritize the marriage relationship because the best thing that we can give to our kids is a healthy relationship with God and a healthy marriage. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary on Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Want to remind you that this does turn into a podcast. If you search Crosswalk Colorado Springs podcast, you'll you'll find us. Also, we're live on 100.7 
on Mondays, Tuesdays, and uh, Wednesdays. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that you're doing well on this Monday as you're driving down the road, that you know that the Lord loves you, that He is with you. We're going to head to a break in just a moment, but stay with me. we got some really important stuff. We're looking at pitfalls in marriage, so we're going to tackle those on 100.7 The Word in just a moment. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Today I'm recording in my office and thinking about marriage. Just want to share some thoughts uh, with you about a marriage. I'm so thankful for Amber, my wife. She's really God's greatest gift to me outside of salvation. The greatest decision I've ever made other than receiving Christ as my Savior A few years back, I went through some pretty major health uh, challenges, and God really used Amber to get me to the doctor to get the help that I needed and and ultimately make a recovery. I don't know that I would be here today if it wasn't for uh, my wife, uh, Amber. And I want to talk about some pitfalls, just some, some things that can take place in our marriage that really disrupt the unity that God has given to us. And and one of the pitfalls is not being on the same page. In Ecclesiastes 4, it talks about the companionship of marriage, the companionship of two being better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. It goes on, For if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? No one may be overpowered by another. Two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So this speaks of that beautiful companionship in marriage that two is better than one. And so oftentimes, like when I'm having a bad day, Amber's having a good day, and then vice versa, and we can really uh, support each other. But what can erode that companionship is not being on the same page. One of the things that easily creeps in is busyness. We just get so busy in our lives and in our Western culture that before we know it, we're starting to uh, miss each other. One of the ways of not being on the same page, let's just go through uh, different areas and different categories, is is financially. I uh, observe a lot of married couples uh, fighting over money. When I got engaged, I was sitting down with my dad. They were living in Salt Lake at the time. And I asked, Dad, what's the greatest advice that you would give in marriage? And his answer surprised me. He said, figure out how to be on the same page financially how to use money for uh, God's uh, glory. So money is just a physical thing, and why would we want to be in this place where we're fighting over uh, money? But I have observed it, I've seen it, it's really easy in these financial decisions where couples start to view their finances as his money and her money. No, it's God's money, and you're one, you're united as, as a couple. So to be able to talk and make decisions together when it comes to finances is really, really uh, important. And I know 
This may not sound super romantic, but having a budget in your marriage is super uh, helpful and actually really can build your team unity to that where you're united as a couple. We know what the income is. We know what the expenses are. We have agreed on giving and then choosing to to be in agreement when it comes uh, to finances. When it comes to making decisions, this is an easy way to all of a sudden not be on the same page. And of all the things that have been helpful in marriage, this has been one of the most uh, helpful uh, to us in marriage is to have a process in which to make uh, decisions, a process in which to be on the same page. Amber and I realized pretty early on, even in dating, that we didn't want my emotion or her emotion to win the day, to win uh, the argument, but we really wanted to go by God's word. So when you're making a decision... Go to God's Word. What does God's Word have to say? Take the time to evaluate the Word of God and allow God's Word. Married couples, or if you're going to be married in the future, allow God's Word to be what is supreme in your marriage. If God's Word states it, then we want to follow God's Word, and that's going to solve a a lot of arguments. So first, what does God's Word have to say about it? Also, uh, take some time to pray. Uh, Take time away from the decision as husbands and wives and and just pray over uh, the upcoming decision uh, that's taking place if necessary seek out godly counsel you know to is there a couple that you respect that you can go to if you don't have that in your life contact a pastor at your church in the proverbs it says that there is wisdom in the multitude of uh, counselors and then what happens a lot of times in that process of what does God's word say? We've spent time in prayer. We've gotten counsel. What just makes sense? Which, what's a good common sense? Is then God brings us together and that he will unite us and bring us to that one decision in being on uh, the same page. But that's a, a pitfall that can easily come in uh, to marriage is getting to that place where you're no longer on the same uh, page. Another pitfall that comes in uh, to marriage, and this one makes a lot of sense, and it's one that's not talked about a lot inside of the church, is sexual sin. And sexual sin really causes great damage inside of marriage. It's it's a huge uh, pitfall. Before we talk a bit about uh, sexual sin, first is understand that sex inside a marriage is good. In the book of Hebrews, it tells us that the marriage bed is is honorable and undefiled. So God designed sex. It was God's idea, and it's to be expressed inside of marriage. You know, the enemy's tricky. He's going to try to get us into bed, get us into sexual activity before we're married, and then try to prevent married couples from, from having sex because he knows that it's God's design. So so married couples, it's good to invest in a healthy uh, sex life and and a Pray about that area of your marriage as well and ask the Lord to to bless that area of uh, sexual intimacy. It's been designed by the Lord for just the two of you to enjoy inside of marriage, that marital, marital bond to have become a one flesh. Now let's talk a little bit about sexual sin and how sexual sin comes in and causes damage inside of, of marriage. One of the things that I think is really important, and again, I, I learned this from my dad, 
is as husbands and wives, we want to guard the areas of our heart that we share with others, especially those of the opposite sex. So men, you don't want to be sharing your heart with a, a woman coworker. You want to save that for your wife, your joys, your disappointments, your fears, your discouragements. That's to be reserved for your wife because what happens is you start climbing this emotional ladder. You start sharing your heart with someone of the opposite sex who's not your spouse and you're building this bond and eventually physical touch will respond from that connection of the heart. And so adultery, sexual sin, it usually begins with an inappropriate friendship. It usually begins with a friendship that has gotten uh, too close. And so so men, guard yourselves in, in what you share of your heart with other women. Ladies, guard your heart with what you share uh, with other men. Unfortunately, where there's adultery, a lot of times it happens with a close friend. You've got a married couples and they're friends with another married couple and the friendship just gets too close. There's a great book called Hedges that talks about protecting your marriage. You know, you think of hedges uh, back in England when they did farming and they would put up these hedges around their, their farms where they were gardening and those hedges were fences that kept things out that were uh, in jeopardy, putting the garden in jeopardy in the same way we want to build hedges around our, our marriage. So you're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier talking about pitfalls in marriage. Marriage is such a blessing. It's a gift uh, from the Lord. The pitfall that we're looking at right now is sexual sin and guarding our marriage, guarding our hearts and what we share with those of the opposite sex who are not our spouse. You'll want to stay with me for this last segment. We're going to continue to talk about the pitfall of uh, sexual sin and how God brings uh, redemption. So this is Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier on 100.7 The Word. We're headed to a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Talk a talk that I don't walk and miss the moments right before my eyes. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The word. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. Talking about marriage and God's blessing and gift of marriage and the pitfalls that can come in uh, to marriage uh, so easily and so uh, quickly. Looking at sexual sin and how uh, sexual sin comes in into a marriage and, and causes damage. This is 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18. It says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you are bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. One of the things that's uh, plaguing marriages is uh, pornography. And pornography is sexual sin. And unfortunately, it's not something that we're talking about uh, very much in the church. And as a pastor, I, I just see it affect so uh, many marriages. I want to give a message of hope and and give some practical advice uh, as well. One of the best books I've read on this topic is called Clean 
by Dr. Doug Weiss, and he's a local ministry here, but has a, a national and international impact. But his book, If You're Struggling with Pornography, is a, a must-read. And one of the things that uh, he emphasizes is out of the book of James, and where it says we're to confess our sins to one another and pray for not one another is that we might be healed. A lot of times with pornography, it's don't ask, don't tell. It's the secret that nobody wants to talk about. And if you're living a lifestyle of pornography or struggling uh, with a pornography, is it is affecting uh, your marriage or your, your future marriage. Now's the time to come clean uh, before the Lord, to first ask the Lord to forgive you, but then go to a trusted brother in Christ, ladies to a trusted sister in Christ, confess your sin, ask them to, to pray for you. And to start to walk out a life of sexual integrity. First, God forgives sexual sin. He forgives uh, pornography. And also, he has the power to be able to set us free. But this idea that you can deal with it alone, that you can just continue to keep it a secret, man, it's just going to continue to wreak havoc uh, in your life and in your marriage and in your relationship uh, with uh, the Lord. So if you're in that place where as you're listening today or you're like, that's me, I, I'm in a place of looking at pornography and it's affecting uh, my marriage, it's first, first John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then the second is out of James chapter 5, to confess our faults to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. I'd encourage you to look up the book Clean by Dr. Doug Weiss, but God really does want to bring a tremendous breakthrough in this area of sexual sin. When you look around at all of the damage of sexual sin, isn't it time to do sex God's way? Sex inside of God's design, to to be in a place of seeing that sex is between a man and a woman inside of the commitment of marriage. So anything outside of God's design is ultimately robbing you of what the Lord had intended, the abundant life that God has for you. So where there is sexual sin in marriage, God can forgive as we repent and we turn to the Lord. Also, for those of you that are single, now's the time to walk in sexual integrity, not when you meet your spouse. You don't want to bring in a lifestyle of pornography into a marriage. You don't, you don't want to live, bring in a lifestyle of, of sleeping around. Your future spouse is out there, And to be able to say, Lord, out of my love for you and out of my love for my future spouse, I'm choosing to walk in your design. Even if you are never to get married, to choose to walk in sexual integrity according to God's design. I look at Daniel. We don't have any indication that Daniel was ever married, but he walked in God's design for sexual integrity. He was a man of integrity and God used uh, his life. Marriage is a huge blessing uh, from the Lord. It's a huge gift uh, from the Lord. I'm thankful for my wife, Amber. We'll be married 21 years here in September. Looking at the pitfalls of marriage that come in, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's placing our marriage before our relationship with the Lord or placing our kids before our marriage, being on the same page. The last pitfall is selfishness. And this is probably the greatest pitfall is all of us, are very much selfish creatures. I wake up every day thinking about Team Eric, thinking about myself apart from God's intervention in my life. And Philippians chapter 2 tells us to have the mind of Christ. And 
You might be asking, well, what is uh, the mind of Christ? The, the mind of Christ is to be others-centered, to esteem others better than ourselves. And we have that opportunity to do that every day with our spouse, to, to put their needs above our own. So, Lord, would you deal uh, with our, our selfishness? Well, I want to just ask for God's grace and his continued blessing upon our marriages. If you would pray with me, uh, asking the Lord to, to bless marriages in our city. Father, we thank you for your grace. We, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you are with us, that you have designed marriage. I just pray for, for all of the marriages in Colorado Springs, everybody listening today, those that will listen on this podcast uh, down the road. And Lord, would you guard us from these pitfalls that will come into marriage? Lord, the pitfall of unforgiveness. We choose to forgive because you so freely have uh, forgiven us. Father, would you protect us from not being on the same page? It's, it's so easy to get so busy that we're just missing each other. Whether it's spiritually or financially or decisions, Lord, would you, would you just unite us together of being on the same page? God, would you protect marriages in this area of sexual sin where there is compromise? Lord, would there be repentance and would there be restoration? Would you do that work that only you can do? And Father, please... Set us free from selfishness. It's so easy to be selfish, and we know wars and fightings come in based on our uh, selfishness, God. So, Lord, would you would you bless marriages? Lord, I pray for those that are single, that have a desire to be married, that they would choose to do relationships your way. God, I pray for future marriages, that you would bring men and women together that love you, that are committed to to your design, that you would give them hope that you do have somebody out there for them, that you would bless them, that you would guard them. Lord, we know that the enemy wants to come against uh, marriages. So would you protect or would you be gracious to, to protect and bring blessing upon marriages? And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. If you're looking for a home church, I'd like to invite you uh, to our church family. We meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30, also on Saturdays at 6 and Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. We're currently going through the book of Luke, verse by verse and chapter by chapter, so we'd love to have you join us. We've got youth ministry, children's ministry, small groups. And as we've talked today about marriage and avoiding some of these pitfalls in a marriage, the first was unforgiveness. Are you in a place where... Bitterness has taken hold in your marriage. Your heart has started to get hard. Have you placed your spouse above uh, your relationship with the Lord? Or possibly have you placed your kids before your relationship uh, with your spouse? Or have we gotten to a place where we're not on uh, the same page? Or has pornography or sexual sin come in and found its way in the marriage? The Lord's here. He is our counselor. He's our good shepherd. And as we turn to him... He's the one that's going to help us navigate uh, these pitfalls. Next week, next Monday, we're going to look at marriage investments. This week, we looked at marriage pitfalls, but next week, we're going to look at what are some ways that we can invest in our marriages. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that you're doing well. And remember that the Lord's with you, that he loves you. I think of Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us that of peace and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. God has a future and a hope for you. He promises to believers in Romans eight twenty eight 
that all things work together for good to those that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. He, he's with you. He loves you. And he's got a plan for your life. You've been listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 The Word. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night. And treasures they fade are never enough. And you came along. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.